is Sade. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Let's Get Real. Um, sorry guys, we know we haven't been here for a little while. Um, it's been a snow good game minute. or snow days took us out the game uh, just a little bit. <laughs> good minute. Um, I'm sorry to all of you whose teachers don't care about your snow days and still think that it's okay to cram all your information. Me. Literally. Me. My life. Because that sucks. <laughs> it's fine though. You know, we're gonna power through. You know, snow days, they knock us out. But you get that sleep back. Exactly. And you and come back. And you, you come back. We we almost had spring break, you know. So literally, what, nine? Not too far away, you eight know. Eight days? Literally. Eight, eight days really? and counting. Yep. Wow. I'm going to D.C. It'll be fun. I'm going to my dog. <laughs> and I'm really excited. <laughs> um. So, guys, we have a very huge dilemma um, there's a lot that's been going on. Yeah, there, there's definitely been a lot. And I think you guys know what we have to talk about. Jesse Smollett. Literally, wow. So, first he says, have you been keeping up on it? Yeah, is, is I, this, he's com- being convicted. Now. He confessed. Yeah, he confessed. So, first you say, "This I'm so disappointed in Jesse is it Jesse or Jesse? Why did they spell his name like that, first of all? Like, Mom, you messed up. <laughs> I just, problem number one. Like, um, But anyways. But so you start by saying it was a hate crime. And you know people are going to rally behind you on a hate crime. And that's like, because that's serious. It's 2019. Yeah. We take that serious. You know what I'm saying? It's our generational thing. Like Exactly. And we're very much so about being inclusive. Exactly. And there was, like, the whole debate. I remember when it first happened that it was, like, oh, this is, like, a black thing. Oh, it's, like, LGBTQ thing. And, like, that was, like, a huge. Ugh, I hate that. I feel like we're always pinning ourselves against one another with our minority issues. Exactly. But. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation because now I feel like we got to talk about why did this man lie? Like. I heard what? that it was. Well, at first I heard that it was because they said that he was getting written off Empire. But then I heard that Empire came out and said that they weren't writing him off the show. I heard recently that it was a pay thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I just heard. Too. Okay. Like so, that was the most recent. Like, I don't know if all of these are even rumors or real because he still hasn't coming out, came exactly. out and spoken on it. Like exactly. Cause he made this whole, like that whole concert the day after it was all like, we're going to stand together. Wow. And like, I'm not going to let this, like, you know, this can't hold us down as a people, as like an individual, this, that, and the other. He really like, and like he milked it. This was a whole PR scandal and he just got a felony for it. And I'm really heated. And, and I, the fact that he confessed is, like, you know at that point. Like, even though we don't know, like, the specifics, like, why he did it or, you know, how he constructed this. Like, exactly. he did it. Because if he didn't do it, he wouldn't have confessed. It's just, I'm disappointed, Jussie. I am. Like, that's, and that's some, like, really, we were just talking about this earlier, um, it, it makes it harder for people... To come out now. And, like... Not only that, but just if somebody ever really did encounter that, it would make it just, yeah. like, ten times less likely for people to be like, oh, yeah, you're telling the truth. Exactly. It just de... It belittled and just devalidated so many other people's experiences with hate crimes. And... We're gonna we're get just p- talking about this Literally. too, and we're gonna get political for like point two seconds here, but we're always political here, so like I'm through. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but literally, 
this just added so much fuel and oh fire my gosh, because yes. now literally anytime something happens with like a hate crime or anything against the black community, the LGBTQ community, people or literally anybody that like calls people out, it's now part of the liberal agenda per the Republican Party. Thank literally. you, Jesse. Thank you for belittling so many people's experiences. Thank you for taking us like just a few steps back. Because we were just, we were making our way, you know. This year, like you know, twenty sixteen on has really been you it's know. It's been a come up. We've been trying to combat all this trash. We've been successful too in a lot of different areas. You know, yeah, we've been making our ways. You know, the different movements that have come up and the people that are speaking up and speaking out against all these wonderful things. And then you just literally just threw just took the rug up from everybody, like literally. And just the way that he was talking about it, like just reading like these quotes of, of what he was saying and like how it happened and like exactly. how he tried to like take that and say like what kind of society we live in and how he wants LGBTQ community to stand together exactly and it's just like it's low key like I'm not part of that community but I just feel like it's a slap in the face it is like I'm what offended. I just I'm um, like why did you feel the need to do that like I honestly personally don't see what he gained from it. He like if anything, he lost quite. Well, he quite for a bit. sure his career is shot. It's over. It's a wrap. KO. Period. For sure. Goodbye, Jesse with a U. They're gonna kill him off in Empire. They have now. to. That man's gonna go and he's gonna be kidnapped. He's gonna be. He's not even gonna be able to get back on the show to make that scene. They just exactly. Gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna use a stunt double, put his face on it. Oh, the Duh. CGI. The CGI is about to be so bad. Yeah. I almost want to watch it just for the bad CGI. Just saying. Um, it's just sad. I just feel like it makes you question what people's motives are. And like, because me and somebody was talking about once, I don't know, I don't think it was us, but somebody and I, we were talking about like political agendas Mm -hmm. and how, uh, oh, I remember, I remember, it was my friend. And we were talking about, because she was like, I'm just going to make one of those uh, GoFundMes and be like, let's fund the wall. I bet you I get millions of dollars. And there's a kid. Did you see the kid that's doing that? Mm -hmm. That's on the freaking side of, there's a kid. There's like a kid, he's like not even 10, like maybe seven year old mm-hmm. little child. And he's oh, got like, little, oh, there's a whole child. And he's got a little, it's like a lemonade stand. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, it's like a lemonade stand. Or he's selling cookies or something for the wall. And it's all funding the wall. It has a big old sign. He's on the news. Like this wow. child. Yes. Like, but see, people will pay. And people are paying for it. <laughs> he's raised so much money for it. That's the kicker. Like this seven year old is literally. But they're not going to the get that money, though. It's not going to go to the government. He can literally donate it and be like, hey, send this. I mean, like, oh, it's kind of like. If that's the case, because there's a guy on GoFundMe who is doing the same thing, and he's raised thousands already. The wall currently, because I've been talking about it in my debate class, it's like the big debate topic or whatever. And the wall's current cost is going to be $26 billion if we use the type of wall that Trump wants. 26 billion. Wow. Aren't we already in debt as a country? Yes. Yes. Yes, and we are. And he wants to spend 26 million on a wall. Not not million. Billion. Billion. Would it be? Wow. That's yep. a lot of money. That's uh for the 1900 for mile barrier that he wants 20 feet high. 20 feet? 20 feet high. Why? What is the purpose? So that people can't climb over it. And they wants it to go like at least another 6 to 10 feet into the ground so people can't dig under it. 
and there, the amount of eminent domain lawsuits that are going to come with that wall. Ooh, we could have a whole wow. conversation about the wall. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like what he would damage with the wall because the ecosystem what's down there. The ecosystems. And just the land itself. The like, land itself, the ecosystems, there's a whole mountain on the border that I think America likes to forget about. Really? Grande. I didn't know that. There's a whole mountain. I've never been. There's a whole mountain range. I want to say it's in like Arizona, New Mexico area. It's like just hanging out that goes through. So he going to put a wall through the mountain? Basically. Wow. Yeah. But what like, going to do? Break it in half? No, <laughs> not break it in half. <laughs> just, yeah, no. But like, or just literally like have an additional 20, mile, 20 foot high fence on top of a mountain. Who's going to build that? To be honest, though, like, <laughs> what workers are but, you going to employ to do that? But my thing is, and also, who's going to climb a mountain to get into a country? First of all, who's going to build the mountain? Because I mean, not the mountain. <laughs> who's going to build the wall if you put the whole country on, like, a state of emergency? Well, a state of we're emergency in a state is emergency. not the same. Oh, we we're, are? We're in the emergency. We got into the emergency last weekend. Welcome. We're in a state of emergency. Who's going to fund the wall if you don't have no federal workers? Period. Because they were not being paid for that whole month. And they are... The, they probably still recovering for that's a they long are, time. That's a whole if for people are, who have families. If your families, if you get paid weekly or biweekly, and you're if you're living check to check, and the government shuts down and your check that's to it. check is it like it's gone like for a month? That's a long time. I couldn't imagine what days. I would do without. It was like almost forty days <laughs> without money for a month. Like a whole month, no income. I would be in tears. And that's like some real, real money. Like not college money. That's not yo, <laughs> like, that's not your nine fifty minimum wage job here. We're well, talking federal funds. 12. Okay, <laughs> no, well, <I'm> look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we we bougie over here at the twelve an hour, but you know what I'm saying. But for real though, like it's it that's but people lot. still even on twelve an hour are gonna be paid by the government. That twelve an hour is gone. That's not a lot. It is it's gone. That's don't have it. Crazy. I hope you, I hope they had their savings set up. Are yeah, they? yeah. But it's anyways. a lot. It's a lot going on right now, y'all. Um, we gotta and we gotta cycle back. Yeah, we gotta cycle back. We were talking about Jesse with a U. Now we're talking about the wall. The I'm 45. But just... really, I feel like what it all comes down to is like motivation for real. And like, what's the per- like? Oh, that's why I was talking about it. Um, because people like to say that like sometimes people create things to further an agenda or further a political agenda. Even mm-hmm. like, so they'll make fake things to push an idea, um, which. It's unethical. Um, I can understand why you would feel that you want that idea to be pushed, um, especially in his case. Like, yeah, everybody understands. But for it to be pushed in that way, you, you're you contradicting yourself. Like, because now you're not be, you're not an honest person that we can really put our trust in or rely on exactly. to even fight for our cause to begin with. Exactly. Like, or whatever cause you want to fight for. Like, if you're not truthful and honest, like, nobody's going to want to support you so that's just really crazy to me Mm -hmm. um i don't i wonder what do you feel like he's really gonna go to jail though he's a celebrity so no as much as i don't like saying he's not gonna have no money though i mean she's joined the eight hundred thousand people that were without a salary for a month shoot jesse what are you joining on the fight i don't (laughs) i really don't care about his salary to be honest i think that what he did just I'm Deep. saying, like, he won't have the money to fund himself, like, not being put in prison. Um, he got savings. He got savings. He got money. He's sitting on money. That's the thing about celebrities. They sit on money. Mm. Like, once you, div- like, there's only so many That's things true. you can spend. You know what I'm saying? That is true. So, like, his first season, he's probably sitting on his first season check. If he didn't spend a single dollar, 
I mean, obviously he did, but if he only spent like half of his first check, mm-hmm. he's sitting on money. That's true. That's true. So and I'm, that's a lot of money to sit on. Exactly. And this is how many seasons in the Empire? When Empire was big. Exactly. How many? Why are people still watching Empire? That's another question. And they're still getting money every replay. Exactly. So he's, and because he's, And he's like, probably like, he's oh, still, he's still going to get that money. He is because he's like, his name is in it. He's he's on it. Yeah, he, contracted. Exactly. So he's going to get a check every season that y'all rewatch. So Wow. But not the new ones, though, if he's not, not in it. If he's not in the new seasons, yeah, he won't get that check. But, like, if you want to catch up on Empire, you're paying Jesse with a U. Wow. Yeah, this is wild. But, you know... How does I just okay? So we're gonna move. Yeah, into, like, yeah I'm sick of Josie. Yeah, um, he just. I'm sorry though to he, everyone who felt felt personally like impacted by that. Um, I feel personally attacked by him. To be honest, I felt solidarity for the man. I'm like, damn, like that could happen to me. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, well, it didn't happen to him, but it could still happen to me. And now it's, who's gonna believe it? And now who's gonna believe it? I'm gonna be the girl who cried, cried. Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett. But really though, like who, like in this, because this just oh, just derailed so many things. We gotta move on. I'm gonna get so irritated. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um. Well, how do you feel like? What do you think about intersectionality? Like intersecting identities. Like, what's your take on it? Um, and how do you feel like it impacts like the black? How do you feel like it impacts both communities? Like, do you feel like there's always adversity there? Like, do you feel like there's like a who am I kind of question? Like, which do I identify with more? Because like there's some sort of like struggle between what's more important. Like, you just describe my that's my life. Okay, I'm through. Um, no, but for real, like I, I would say. This year, this low key a Caitlyn interview guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm lying. I mean, look, no, inter- oh, yeah. like literally POCs in the LGBTQ community, like it's it's an identity Explain crisis. Explain what POCs are. Okay, people group. of color. Yeah, people of color, um, are POCs, and then it is just that if you if you're not white, you're a POC. Um, but basically, to be a POC in the LGBTQ community is to be in a state of identity crisis, especially in this day and age, because both so many, and so many times in so many ways your identities are under attack. And so it's kind of hard to be like, okay, I want to fight for the Black Lives Matter cause, but I also want to fight for these LGBTQ issues and getting marriage legalized and fighting for, you know, all the rights and things like that and getting, and like the anti-discrimination laws that come into play with that. But it's also really hard to do that when the black community isn't always the most supportive of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. You know what I'm saying? I'm sort of mm-hmm. saying queer community because it's late. I can't talk. But so when the black community doesn't appreciate or wants to pray the gay away, you kind of it's just a weird dichotomy to be in. Because both identities are just as important and just as valid, and they're definitely a part of, like, who you are as an individual. But you have to sometimes pick and choose who you want to be in certain settings. Mm. And so you have to make the conscious effort of... And what I do sometimes is I make the effort of, like, okay, what am I showing up as to a space? You know, who... 
what like hat am I going to be wearing today? Because if I'm going to go like the hat that I always wear is like I'm always going to be a woman when you see me. I'm always going to be an African-American when you see me. Some people don't always see African-American, but that's a whole other conversation from season one, but it's fine. I'm through. Um, but, you know, they see, they I come as I am and, like, what people see me as. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the queer community, you can almost have a choice on whether or not to kind of be open with that. And for a long time, like, I just wasn't. Like, I knew, how like, who I was and, like, in that identity, but I wasn't always as present with the identity as I have been in the past year, where I've kind of, like, come to terms, not come to terms with it, but, like, become more open and accepting and being okay with being myself in more spaces. You know people say that humans are naturally bisexual? No. You haven't heard that before? Not heard You know that. that most mammals are naturally bisexual? Animals, I mean? Also something I did not. It was random, but like okay. I I'm like what? People, well, me and my friend were talking about. Am I an animal? Um, <laughs> no, you're a mammal. We're all mammals. But I, I mean, know, just, like, yeah, okay. Animal. The the we're here. point being is that one of two things: femininity and masculinity is really a social construct. Period. Gender is a social construct. Um, because what we attribute to women, or what we don't attribute to men, or vice versa is not something that they don't have the capability to do or possess. It's because it's not taught to them from birth because that's what we've attributed to them. So, like, how women always say, men don't know how to communicate. And, well, they don't know how to communicate because they weren't taught to communicate because it's technically not masculine for them to be able to express themselves or express their feelings. Yep. Um, So, overall, like, they're social constructs. And when it comes to, like, sexuality... Um, it's fluid. It's very fluid. And a lot of people are bisexual or have, or, huh? We out here. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, or just have different, um, non-standard like sexual, sexuality, I guess. Um, or like. But that poses like, what's the standard, but then there shouldn't be a standard. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Social constructs. Um, but even with like, so my friend was kind of telling, he was kind of breaking things down to me. And we were talking about how, like, sometimes you'll see the most masculine men, but they'll be gay. Like, Yeah, or, because there's an association with gay men that they, in order to be a gay man, then, then you have to be feminine. Mm-hmm. Because there's an association between gay and feminine. Mm-hmm. And so when they break that stereotype of, like, you can be overtly masculine and still be gay. Because being gay doesn't make you feminine. Because it's there's this fear of men, and we're going to talk about the patriarchy and toxic masculinity for like 0.2 seconds, but there's like a fear in men where to be anything associated to be with a woman or like feminineness is just automatically like a negative. It's like a no. And that's where a lot mm-hmm. of homophobia stems from is because mm-hmm. you're breaking out of that norm and you're breaking out of the box that everybody, that put. everybody puts you in. Exactly. And so, yeah, that you wouldn't be, you know, that a lot of like men in the military get raped yeah. by other men. People don't know that. Like, that's not a thing that people talk about because it's like, well, you expect your patriots to be masculine and you expect your patriots to be, you know, straight men and whatever, whatever. But like, it's all so fluid and we, our minds are so messed up because of how 
society has cultivated us and how society has really, really brainwashed us, honestly, to conform to these, like, societal standards and norms um, that impact the way that we treat each other, the way that we view ourselves, the way that we view other people, and how we interact with one another in our day-to-day lives. Um, And, yeah, but, yeah, back to what I originally had said, yeah, people, humans are um, naturally fluid, and it's just, I, I mean... That's just what it is. You it is. You first. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, and it, you do, you want you want what you want. You know what I mean? And you do what you is. do. Um, but my friend, like, our conversation, it was just so interesting because I was like, wow, I didn't even know that, but it makes sense, though. Where did your friend cite this information from? Just curious. Um, I will go back and ask him, but he's a counselor, and he does a lot of research on a lot okay. of different things. So. I'll accept that, then. Um, Credibility. But, <laughs> I thought it was just like some random that you just like, um, talking no, to. No, no, like, no, no. Like he was, no, yeah, he is very, very knowledgeable on the subject. Um, all right. That's and real. we were, we were just talking about it, and I was like, wow, like I didn't know these things. Um, but, but anywho, but yeah. So that's so true. <laughs> you just, I mean, I was moment. mind blown because I think it was just my like my perspective of it originally but then thinking back like and i don't know if i i guess i am but like whatever um she's like having a moment she's, <laughs> she's i am no. i am but like she's finding herself right now y'all so i consider myself to be a straight woman okay um and i still feel like that is who i am like i like that whatever whatever but i've had a and experience a long time ago that was not so straight woman-ish. So, like... Not so so straight woman-ish. Quote of the day. Can I have a sticker? I'm literally done. I want that on a t-shirt. Straight woman-ish. Straight (laughs) woman-ish. A little dash. Put the little ish in, like, a little rainbow. Like, I just... It it made sense to me. Like, at that point, like, it was minor. It was minuscule, and it was, like, a long time ago. And not something that was, like oh, like, this changed me forever, you know? We're like, this is what I really like. It's not. But, like, we're so fluid. And you don't you don't understand that until somebody puts it into perspective. For, well, I mean, you get educated and elevated all the time. So, But um, it was just something I had never thought about because it was so, you know, way back there. This like, but actually, though, that did happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That makes it's sense. Like, so I don't know. I guess that's my view on it. Honestly, has very much so shifted. Not that everybody's bisexual, you know, or whatever, but that we all have the capability to be, if you want to be. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you are, because I don't want to say if you want to be, because I. No, well, if, it, if it's something that you are, yeah, if like it's if who it's you who are. you are. Like, it's like I wouldn't say it's like a matter of like if you want to be gay, you can be. Just no, like no, sign no, this like contract, but like I think that. it's more so like. A, um, because you like what you like. Like, yeah. just like I said, like, I will always be a straight woman. Like, but we do have experiences sometimes that are different than that, you know? Um, and it just depends on your experience. And everybody doesn't have that. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, that's some like, people don't. And that breaks down um, into, like, sexuality and then, like... Explore. And, ex- like, like, there's, like, and, like, you can explore your sexuality. Like, 100%, go for it. It's 2019. Like, I'm through. just don't... 
Yeah. Don't mess with children or animals and you're fine. Like, I really don't care. <laughs> but, like... Not don't mess with children or animals. Look, it's a real... I mean, yes. No, because no, people... Yes, no, 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 because, no, like, like don't say... No, 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 but, like, I'm just... For, for, I'm just saying, you know no, what I'm yeah. saying, like, not... But, like, for like, educational purposes, funny. though, because, like, okay, side note, people literally do compare the LGBTQ community to pedophilia and try to include pedophilia and bestiality what? into the LGBTQ spectrum. Facts. I'm not... I'm... There's no lies here. I was unaware. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Do what you want. Love who you love and explore your sexual like explore your identities, and that can be both sexual and gender. And just you know, if you want to change your favorite color, go for it. You know what I'm saying? But I think the big thing though is that you need to be present in that identity. And if that is who you are, then you need to you know embrace that. And but unfortunately, there's a lot of places where that's not allowed, and that kind of ties back to what we were talking about before. But like. Where, for me at least, like, being in black spaces, like, being in white spaces, like, when you're in a white space, y'all know what white spaces, did we talk about white spaces? No. We even talk, have you, do you know what a white space is? Um, I'm assuming a space full of white people. More or less, basically. That's the gist of it. But, like, it's, like, a space where um, the majority is, like, white, basically. Um, and so, like, being in a white space, you recognize your blackness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, you yeah, recognize most definitely. It's, it's That's like, the first thing I noticed. Damn, I'm the only black person in the room. Exactly. And for me, being in black spaces, I recognize my queerness because mm. I look around and I'm like, okay, I'm not like the only one that like looks like me, but am I the only one that like is like me? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I the only like queer person standing in this room right now? Do you feel like we have a fear of being the same? Because um, I asked that because so I've been, you know how I am about black people. Um, And okay, here um, we go. Oh my gosh, no, it's not going to get that deep. But just like I told you about hidden colors, right? Yes. Um, And essentially, like blacks are at the like baseline of a lot of other cultures, including European cultures. Um, and one thing that was talked about was just, like, melanin and the sense overall that there are different people in different cultures because of the different places that we inhabit, which determines our traits. And they're very much so genetic and biological, yes, and not so much, like, quote, black and white, like... For example, like, say, we all know that we came from, everybody came from Africa. The motherland. Um, And with everyone coming from Africa, we all were the same. But we went and we migrated and we inhabited other places and we adapted to those other places. And people who went to, like, colder places, like, we changed over time because we didn't have the same, and I don't know, it just depends on, like, how, but this is what, like, Hidden Colors, for example, if you've never seen it, definitely go watch it. Um, But it was one of the things that they touched on is like, for example, black people, our hair goes out, not down. My hair grows down. Huh? My hair grows down. You are black. (laughs) I'm black. I am. I promise you. But I do have like, I I have like, but but I have like Asian ancestry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, genetics. um, Generally, like, just in, if you want to use Africa, for example, Africa's a hot place. Um, depending on how close you are to the equator and what part of Africa you're in. But generally, overall, it's a hot place. Our hair goes out. It goes out because it protects us from the sun. 
but it doesn't grow down because it's so heavy it's and it's neck. hot and it's, and it's on, on your, your neck. neck. So you don't want it to grow down. But white people's hair grows down because they used to be out in the cold. And so they needed their hair to grow down so that it protected their neck. And that's also why their nostrils are so thin. So they didn't inhale as much air and it's oxygen cold, because no. it's, cold, it's cold. Cold air. Which is why our nostrils are so wide because it was hot and we needed more air. So, like, honestly, a lot. first of all, race is a social construct as well. But the reason that we're different is, is because we lived in different places. And that's not to denote different cultures and stuff because those do exist because we went to different places and because we, you know, inhabited those places for such a long time and we changed over time. We developed our own cultures. We developed our own languages. But in reality, we're all one people. We just look different and we talk different and we act different because we've lived in different places for so long that that's what our culture is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Culture is culture. And we've all developed a certain identity. But sometimes I kind of question, like, did we develop this identity because we don't all want to be associated with one another? I really don't have an answer for you on that one. It's, it's something to think about, like, honestly. And even if, like, for what I said earlier, for example, even though I don't know how you feel about that, but, like, humans being naturally bisexual like most other, like, animals and mammals. Most animals are bisexual. Like, they, it's, it's like, a proven thing. Like, it's not knowledgeable. Like, usually animals have sex to reproduce. And hum, I think humans and dolphins are like one of the only two species that do it just for fun. <laughs> I guess. We got I one know. thing in common with the dolphins. Okay, let's I'm do it. But um, I know, like I know it's it's all it all really sounds weird. But if you really like look stuff up and you really like research things and like it, you have to be open minded because honestly, a lot of things change your core values and your like perspectives on a lot of things. Um, just. Based in just like thinking that femininity and masculinity is a social construct, that's true. But it would be very hard for a traditional, you know, someone who likes like the traditional way, quote unquote, of doing things to accept that because that's their core value. Okay, you know what I mean. So my question then is, just like in looking at identities in general, how. So if you're saying like we don't all want to be like we don't want to be the same, right? That's what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, well, I, like more or less. Yeah. And so my question then is, I'm just thinking like CMU. I'm gonna just sure we're gonna tie it back. So CMU, we don't all want to be the same. Okay. Well, we're cool. not. The we're same not the anymore. same. We're not the same anymore. Yeah. That's what it is. And really. so and we've broken into like, these categories, right? You right. Have, and let's go if we're going by race, by orientation, by gender. However you want to view it. But we've gone into, like, we're all a part of these different varying groups. But we don't want to be the same, but we don't... We don't want to be the same, so we don't want to be equal. And so there's, like, now, like, this class system that's, that's social, developed. It's social, a social construct. It's a social everything construct, is, yeah. Everything 100%. has been cultivated, at least, from in my opinion, um, to create power dynamics. Yeah, there's a definite power dynamic on so the university, So because we have become different... The people who cur- who inhabited this land, not first, but with the most okay. power okay. behind it, and not conquered first. people. Say it again. Not first. <laughs> they imposed. <laughs> they imposed their ideals and their belief system on other people. But you, if you notice what the real problem is, like, have you ever? Oh, that's no. It, it was in Hidden Colors. But what this guy said is, 
black people don't have a problem. Black people's problem is that white people got a problem, which, I mean, sometimes you don't want to think that, but really the problem is white supremacy is what he's getting at. Because with white supremacy, that comes with, or that's what created the power dynamic to, oh, let's separate these people. Or, oh, these people are different, but these people don't deserve the same rights. And these people don't deserve this. But we have everything. It's a power dynamic. And it's all a power struggle. And every social construct that we have limits us in some way by separating us from one another and differentiating ourselves from one another just like femininity and masculinity two very different ideals or things like feminine traits are feminine traits you know like you're not whatever you consider like emotional or like caring or empathetic and masculine traits are strong and like you know what I mean like but they don't do anything but separate us okay because men can be empathetic and men can be caring so I see that I see that I see that I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down but my question is how do we bridge that gap? Like By what? tearing down every social construct that we know. That's a lot. But that's our whole life. That's a big storm. And that's why it's so hard. And that's why and it's, it's hard for people to stay, quote, unquote, woke. Because being woke, honestly, is it's a tr- it's not a chore. But people see it as a chore because it's a lot of work. Because, it one, it challenges you in every way possible. Because it literally demands dismantles everything that you believe in and everything that you were created to believe in because we were raised a certain way. But it also goes back to realizing that as a people or as black people, we were raised through slavery. We are no longer slaves, but we were raised through bondage. Our people were raised through bondage. So what we were taught through bondage is not truth. It's what they were able to teach us to keep us complacent, to keep us in a smaller lesser place lesser than and to keep us to believe that we are lesser than because that perpetuating thought contributes to so many of our problems why we colorism because they treated us that they cultivated our hate for one another white people or the house the house slaves in in the uh oh we were i was just talking to that about that with my friend i forget what it was called um but it was like, and some some man wrote this like law or whatever, and he basically told slave owners, you take one group of them and you take another group of them, and you make one group feel better than the other, and then the other ones will work harder. That's colorism. That's light skin versus dark skin, because light skin people were cultivated and thought and brought up to be better than, and dark skin people were not, and why they work harder. That's just a. So, I don't know. I mean, it would literally be changing everything that we know. And I think that that's extremely hard to do. And as a society, I don't really know if that's like, I don't want to say it's not possible, but it's highly unlikely just because of how far we've come and how much it extends. Because it also extends back home. Why we have the conversations of Africans versus African-Americans and why Africans feel a way about African-Americans or the way that African-Americans view Africans. That's a problem. But it comes from the social constructs that have been embedded in us since the beginning of time. Like, and even education, like, it's all European. Have you ever thought of that, that you learn about white people in school, but you don't learn about black people in school? Or the black people that you learn about in school is, like, from, like, the U.S. on and not, like, 
what you did before you came here and what your customs were, your culture was before you came here, or everything that we learn is based in, like, the European kind of, like, area, like the theater we learn about. We learn about European theater. You don't learn about black theater. What is black theater? I don't know. I'm writing a paper on it because I don't know nothing about it. You know what I mean? We're, There's layers to it. It's it's our whole life. It's layers. It's It's not something that's, like, you can't build Rome in a day like you can't you can't just, tear down social constructs that have been embedded for over 300 for years this <laughs> is more than this yeah it's a long time it's that's that's like five huh? it's more than it's and the when thing is like stuff start? like that is more than just like a United States thing and oh that's for like sure. and that's it's like a, the a, that's the number you were looking for is like the U.S. thing but it it's yeah. it it's more, more than, than that. that it's like it's every people it's who got conquered since day these one people came into power it's since day one Literally. Pretty much. It's a day one. But you know, only 1% of history is really, like, actually recorded. Because it got burned? Like, the oh, what was that place in Egypt that burned down? Oh, it was a big old library, and this king got really upset because he didn't want them to be more intelligent, so he burned an entire library. And so, like, and that's why we really don't have the full accounts of, we like, were, Plato and Aristotle and things like that. We were there. We yeah. were on it, and they burned it out. My friend told me a whole theory about how, like, the pyramids were actually, like, a spaceship or something like that. It was crazy. Anyways, though, we got to steer back because we, that was a whole tangent. <laughs> it was a lot. It was. It was a lot. But, y'all, like, think about that. Just That's a nugget. It's a nugget. We're going to put that nugget in, in the six-piece box, okay? Get you some barbecue sauce, and you're going <laughs> to smash that nugget later, okay? But look, so my question, though, is back to the whole thing about the groups and the classes and the levels and things like that, and mm-hmm. especially on our campus, because I want to talk about how is it that um, different things that have happened on this campus are getting different whole and different, like, more or less attention. Mm. Because if you want to start back, okay, like, we're just going to say this year as, like, a fishbowl effect. Mm. So this year we've had the Sweeney incident. Mm-hmm. We've had the anti-Semitist mm-hmm. incident with the posters. We've had transphobic with the mm-hmm. whiteboard. And now we've had another uh, racial incident. Am I correct? That's four incidents in the past three and a half months? Yeah. Okay. So question of the day is, and it's really heated. I was really heated because I went to an SGA meeting on Monday and this girl was bugging me about it. And so after the um, incident that happened in Sweeney, there was a whole vigil. Everybody, like, got up in arms about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, all these demands were made. The university was all like, we see you. We hear you. We're going to give out all these mo- posts and things like that of that nature. And I was like, we're here for you. We got you. And it was like, okay, bet. The university's, like, recognizes the issue. Cool. Like, black people were, like, more or less quelled for the time being. And then you have the trans issue. And the trans student went to the proper channels, and it took the university a good two weeks to actually do anything about it. But there was no vigil. There was there were no demands. Um, and the trans community and the LGBTQ community in general was pushed more into a closet than we already have been. And the closet being the literal tiny-ass office that we have in the OID. But then... Number three, mm. we have posters. Mm-hmm. And it was just straight Nazi jargon on our campus, in classrooms, yeah. in academic buildings. Who put those posters up? Do we know? No. Has the university said anything in regards to the posters? Mm. Was there a vigil? Were there, was there a town hall? Was there anything? And so for me, mm-hmm. and to me, that speaks more volumes 
than any vigil or than any university communication thing or anything of that nature. You know what I'm saying? I think that university like, support because it's is saying, based off of recognition and um, need to quell. Like what you said kind of caught my ear that you felt like the black people were like quelled for the time being. They were, and then we they had another were. incident. And, and so that's like, the university's, in my personal opinion, this is an establishment. It's an educational establishment, and as an establishment, it has to maintain a good PR presence. So when things happen here, in my personal opinion, they get swept under the rug. Like, I just heard something on TV about somebody was getting replaced, some coach. The, was it volleyball? I don't know. A sports team coach is getting replaced right now here at the university, and they don't know why. Or no, they the university, I'm sure, knows why. But they haven't released why that person was being um, investigated and changed in the first place. Who knows what it is? I don't know if it's a male coach. I don't know if it's a female coach. You know, I don't know. It's a male coach. Male coach. It's going through an investigation. That's why they haven't turned NCAA mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, so, like, in in my personal opinion, as an establishment, they have to maintain a certain, um, like, image. And from the Sweeney incident, for example, that went to Twitter. It went public. It went very public and got a lot of eyes. And And that's why I feel like the responses were that. But see, see, with that, I don't, I don't, mm -mm. no, I don't take that as an answer. Because... For the university, for the sake. university, not but for, for like the, the people, group. but not but, for the but group. that's the thing. But like, it's the that's university's responsibility, and that's what I'm saying. That's the that's group. the target. That's and my it's target. Up to them, that's to... I don't say like my target, but like that's who I'm talking about right now. Is it why is it that us as a people, and you're talking about we're all like the same and everything like that, like we're all one people, one like united, but we're obviously not. And there's obviously a class system where at least on this campus, it has shown that black issues are the number one problem right now that are being addressed everything else that comes second to that is not it i disagree it it, i know i get what you mean though i'm saying it's like it's like like, and that's what it looks like and that's how it's coming off to a lot of people and it's and my thing is like that's let me me get my thing let me get my thing go ahead go ahead but my thing is and it's not to say that you know like black people don't have a right to be angry like this is like number two this year alone where like there's been like these out like incidents Mm -hmm. like publicized incidents but my thing is why does it have to go public and have to blow up on Twitter for people to care about it? If the, that's if the our but, but I'm saying, but like, look, I'm coming for society then because why? But the transphobia thing went on Facebook and blew up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What happened from that? They got a Facebook response from the university. People did not care enough to like make an effort to even stand in solidarity with the trans community to even do anything, and that's mm-hmm. a people issue. It and is. if there's an obvious gap between the minorities on this campus, then there needs to be something done to bridge that gap. Because we can't all just be fighting our fight. I'm going to say this till the day I die. We can't be fighting our own fight and just trying to climb on top, on top of one another in order to try to just be equal to, I don't even know, like equal to the white man. I don't know what we're trying to reach at. So you know I, what I'm saying? Like it's, what, I think it's a lot of things. One, I would say with the black community. So we know that the black, we talked about the black caucus very briefly last semester. Um, and I think the black caucus is like black people's way of trying to identify our culture you know, our issues with the community, why we don't support, whatever, little minor issues, things like that within the community. Um, 
So one thing that I noticed or that we kind of mentioned in that meeting is somebody kind of said, well, we got to solve our problems first. And then we can like, because we talked about like, how can we help other people or how can we, you know, um, bridge the gap, so to speak. Um, But I very much so think that one deterring thing for the black community is feeling that we are not a unit as a people yet. And people don't feel as though we can be a cohesive unit with others and not be one with ourselves, which in in my personal opinion, I agree and I disagree. I think that it depends on your personal, like, motivation. Um, But I also do agree that sometimes you have to fix home before you can fix other places. It's just, like, me feeling like I can help people. I can't help you if I can't help myself. Like, say, I don't take care of myself. If I'm bedridden all the time, I can't do anything for you physically. If I'm not elevating myself, I can't do anything for you mentally. So I understand the perspective of um, home and then everything else. And so that's one. I think that's kind of like a, a like perspective. Two, I think that it's a people thing. And I think that sometimes black people, their issues get more blown up is because we have more outlets. Um, which saying. is an issue. But that's not... It's not like it's a not problem. Like, no, like, it is a problem. I mean, but it's yeah. not like a... Why aren't you helping problem? In my personal opinion, because I feel like we cultivate places. Like I remember you telling me like how you felt about and I don't know if you want me to put them on blast, but like the trans, like you know what I or how people, POCs, feel about the outlets that they have here on campus. And that's what I was uh, Well, POCs about yeah. um okay. within the LGBTQ community don't or, or from what I've heard, you know, our conversation, sometimes they don't feel as though those environments are safe for them. So when you have a community that isn't really a community, y'all don't know how to fight for your community because it's not together. It's taking care of home first. And everybody on this campus has to realize that intersectionality goes through everything. So if you're a part of the LGBTQ community and you want to build like a place that's a safe space for everyone, that includes POCs. POCs shouldn't come to a meeting and feel uncomfortable. But y'all can't fight the fight because y'all fighting with each other. Because there's unsafeness or people have their own opinions or people don't understand. You don't understand each other. And so that uncomfortable prevents you from coming together and doing something for like the whole and even us I don't think that as black people that we've really learned how to fight the fight here because we're constantly fighting each other and that's why I feel like the black caucus was formed because people were like you know what enough is enough we have to fix this so that we can fix everything else or fix how we feel on campus. And I feel like that's a everybody thing. I think that, one, the university, the university, it, we don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about it enough, and we don't talk about stuff people don't know. So it kind of, like, goes back to, like, right now in the theater company or theater department, we're doing For Color Girls. Hey! Um, they Shameless plug. <laughs> okay. But... They're doing, you want to know why they're doing for color girls? Why they did the whipping man this year is because the black students in a theater company said, Hey, well, actually, I would say it's a little bit of a two way street because the black students said, Hey, we don't feel like we're represented. But the teachers also came to the black students and said, Hey, why don't black students audition for things? Because we don't like the content. 
well, how do we fix that? Change the content. Make it more inclusive. Do things by black playwrights. Do things about black um, issues. And maybe people will be more interested. It's because we're not cohesive. We don't talk. So when you don't talk to the university and the university don't talk to you, but like I said, it's an establishment. So the university itself is not. It's not going to do that. It's just not. Because that's not what it's meant for. It's not meant to change everybody's problems. It's meant to be a nice educational establishment with a great background and whatever, whatever. So and use diversity as a marketing tool. Okay. Literally, though. And so it's our job to go and make have those conversations. And in a sense, like force the university to have these conversations about different things so that the university opens its eyes. But then... That's it'll it'll create a ripple effect. So say like somebody from the LGBTQ community goes and talks to somebody I don't know somebody of stature that can actually do something, and they're like, hey, I don't feel comfortable. How can I can how can I change that? And they do something. Say there's another group formed or something that, or even going to the groups that are already here, and they're like, hey, this isn't always all inclusive. Or here is a group that's all inclusive. Let's get together and like fix something. And so then that group comes together, and they get their stuff together. And let's say throw the black community in there. The black caucus gets the black community together. Then the black caucus in that community have to reach out. It's the same thing. We have to communicate. And so then when that community communicates with each other, hey, I see you. I support you. What do you want from me? How can I help you? Hey, I see you. I support you. How can I help you? And so then that creates an even bigger community. That's how we get our communities together. We have to talk and we have to communicate. But we don't know how to do that yet. I feel like that's the really uh, the like boil, boil down. Communication and um, representation, for sure. So I see that. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. My only thing is that you can fix what's at home 100%, but if we're going to use a home analogy, like, you can be... You can't, you, like can you can be multifaceted. You, yeah, you, you can't, can you can't, you can, and, and like my thing is like you can fix what's at home, but like, and I'm not saying that like the black community needs to start a protest to support the LGBTQ and like the Asian Pacific Islander and the Latinx community. Like, I don't need the black community to to hold a flag for everybody else. You know, like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you recognize that, one, you have numbers on this campus, and it's not saying that we need to be a united front so everybody in the world can, you know, we need all the black people to get together and stand behind this one thing. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Because it's unrealistic, and I understand that. It's but not, my, and I, But, like, no, but I get, like, it's it going to take time. Be. It's going to take time, though, because you need the communication and everything that you talked about. But it's like, yeah. we're, they're not united, and so they're not going to be a united front. Yeah. So... But my thing is, it literally, all I'm asking for at this point is to, it's just for a little bit of solidarity. That's What does that look like to you? For me, at least, that means not just standing up and causing a fuss when your community is under attack. Because my thing also is a lot of times black people like to assume that they're the only ones that have problems going on. And it's like, I may get hate for that shit, but like, I literally like... I feel like the black community can be very ethnocentric in that it focuses on the issues at home so much that they become blind to anything else that's happening. Mm. And they like and this is all people really that they need to become ethno relative. I learned this fun fact at MSLC, shout out MSLC, great mm-hmm. conference. But um people need to become ethno relative 
where you recognize other cultures around you and being aware of their struggles. That's not to say that you got to go to every single protest, every single city and wear every single flag and do all these fun things. But it's just saying, like, recognize that there are other people in this world that have issues and have struggles that they have to go through. And it's and it's even harder than still for people who have to have like identities that are within both. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how can I like for like a students like me on campus who are like POCs and then also LGBTQ, who are like, and then even like, I oh I swear you little LGBTQ POC little Jewish individual that's out here on this campus. I'm sorry that your identity's been attacked this year. I'm so I'm sorry through. for you. Look, they exist. We out here. Yeah, and. You know, but it's like, what are you supposed to do when you have all these identities that are under attack? And you go to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go to, like, a black protest and be like, oh, like, if you go to the vigil and it's, like, black people, like, they're obviously, like, other people at the vigil and everything like that. But then if you go to an LGBTQ issue and, like, a vigil or a protest or something like that and you don't see anybody from the black community, so how is that supposed to make you feel? And it's course. not, like, you know what I'm saying? I understand saying? Like, that completely. I definitely do. So it's I like, think that it's just like a solidarity thing. It's POCs an understanding. POCs the gap. POCs a, of that LGBTQ community have to build, not saying that, like, uh, it's, as a student leader and as somebody who belongs to that community, I feel like sometimes, sometimes, like, it sucks, but you oh, got to tell people, like, hey, like, I want you to come. Not, don't even do all the, like, well, this is the LGBTQ, and I feel like black people should support. I want your support, personally. And people, I think people show out for things that they care about, one, and people that they care about. Um, and Even though it shouldn't be that limited, and we should have a lot more of an open mind. But somebody told me um, that you can't expect everybody to do as good as you. You, and not like in a not like a oh you're better than everybody kind of way, but you're a very very like informed, educated. Let me understand this, or let me ponder that, or let me be open minded. And I think that sometimes people of like in our position, I guess, who will go and sit down and talk about it, or will go and like um, you know have these different opinions and try to change perspectives. Everybody's not like that, and. It then becomes our responsibility to bridge that gap. And then once you bridge that gap, people feel more comfortable because, hey, I know you. And I came to support you, but now I met, you know, somebody else here and I met somebody else there. And I understand this a little bit more. Like, even with my friend. Like, my friend who I was telling you about with uh, everything that I was talking about earlier. (laughs) The whole thing. Um, He's bisexual. And... When you meet people who, who um, are part of communities that you don't belong to, but you feel comfortable with them, and you start to talk, that's it's it's all about comfortability, in my personal opinion, and communication. Like when you talk and you get to know people and y'all got that love and you're like, hey, I love you, and I know you love me, so come support. People come out, and then that is, but that, that's really how it all works. And even with like the larger Black community, and like like say with the Black Caucus, and if there was another um, a group of people who want to be supported, that has to happen there too. Like, hey, like we're we're all multicultural, you know, students here, minority students here. I want to come support you. I know you personally in this group. 
So I'm going to come to this, and we're going to see how that works, you know what I mean? Or I'm going to learn a little bit more about you, and then I want you to come learn a little bit more about me. So it has to be, I feel like, a cohesive... It's a two-way street. It's, a two, it's always a two-way street, but sometimes the bigger person has to initiate it. Sometimes you got to turn that green light. That's very true. And that's also something that we talked about um, at that meeting. It was like... People aren't always going to reach out to the black community because people do feel like that. People share the same feelings that you have about the, like, well, why is your problem always bigger than ours? They're not going to want to say, hey, let me come collab with you. Or let me come, not because they don't care, not because they don't support, but maybe it makes them feel uncomfortable. And as a black community, we have to know, like, sometimes we make people feel uncomfortable. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, that's true. You do. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. But that also goes to us. And we have to be comfortable with going and talking to people that we know that we make feel uncomfortable and say, hey, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. So how do that exist? (laughs) How can I exist? How can we exist together? And you can exist and you can... And so I feel like that's what it is. Like, I think that we all kind of expect everybody to be on our playing field sometimes. And it's just not like that. And we have to be the initiator sometimes. Like, even, like, with the Black... Like, what if we never talked about this in the Black Caucus? If you went and you would have to be like, hey, like, I feel like this is important. We should talk about it. Or we should go figure out, you know, what they're doing. And then that starts the ripple effect of coming together. Yeah. That's real. It all starts with the conversation. All right, folks. (laughs) So, this is what we're about to do. Because... We've had a wonderful conversation here, and I feel like that for those of y'all listening, hopefully y'all learned something today. Fun facts of the day we got here. Everybody's bisexual, (laughs) and dolphins like to have sex as much as people do. So, like, those are some nuggets. We got a two-piece nugget here for you. Get some barbecue sauce. Get that Szechuan sauce. McDonald's. Sorry, y'all. This was low-key a heavy conversation. It It wasn't, like, heavy in a bad way, though. It was just heavy in an enlightening way. It was a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. We've been on a break, so we had to get a lot of it out. You know, we got a lot. But guess what? Next week, next time. We're going to have a lot of great We got a lot more, and next time there's a little bit more um, AT to spill. I'm really proud of that book. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead. But um, Well, thank you guys for listening. And my name is Sade. And my name is Caitlin. And this was Let's Get Real. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Mm-hmm.